Karen. Yeah. Karen. Got it. Okay. Karen. Is Myra with you? Uh, yeah, she's here on the phone. Yep. I'm there she is. is.
I will make your tongue stick to the roof of your mouth so that you will be silent and unable to rebuke them, for they are a rebellious people. But when I speak to you, I will open your mouth and you shall say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Whoever will listen, let them listen. And whoever will refuse, let them refuse, for they are a rebellious people. Okay. A rebellious people, but there's a, there's a bit of grace in here as we look at this, these words, words uh, knowing that God is a kind and gracious God. And when he was speaking to Ezekiel, he set some parameters for him because he wanted to give Ezekiel assurance, but he didn't want Ezekiel to get in the way. And I guess that is with a lot of us because we are people who are knowledgeable, but we're not as knowledgeable as God is. And when we think in terms of that, we ought to know that his love and mercy and kindness is what drives us. It directs us in everything and in every way. So I want to just lift up this word before you right now. And it comes in those words of God to Ezekiel when he says, get up. Oh, God's hand is on me. He couldn't speak what he wanted to speak. And I guess I feel that way sometimes because I can't speak what I want to speak, but I have to speak what God wants me to speak. And um, when I think about it, God was saying to him, if you try anything else, I'm going to shut your mouth. I'm going to, I'm going to put your tongue at the roof of your mouth so you can't speak. And then I'll do other things so that you can't speak until I tell you to speak. And so I just want you to know this, that these are scary times and we're still not getting the answers that we want from man. But don't worry about it. Because maybe God has got their mouth shut just like he had Ezekiel's mouth shut. And a lot of them want to be prophets like Ezekiel, but they can't prophesy like Ezekiel. And so what Ezekiel was, what God was saying to Ezekiel is be still. Be still and know that I am your God and that I will tell you when to speak. But in the meantime, my hand will be upon you. Okay, but also in verse 22, he says, the Lord, the hand of the Lord was on me there. And he said to me, get up and go out to the plain and there I will speak to you. Didn't want to talk to him anywhere else, but out on the plain, out on the open air. And you know, one thing that I recognize is that maybe sometimes we just got to get out in the air. We got to get out in the air and let God talk to us. I remember there was a time when I was going through something in my life where I couldn't pray in the house and I had to go outside, but this is what I had to do because this is what God instructed me to do. He said, don't go in the house. Don't go in the house and pray, but I need for you to go outside. So every Saturday evening, Right after Saturday Night Live, I would go outside to, outside of the house, and there I would lift up my prayers to the Lord, and He would hear me. So I just want you to be reminded of that right now. And then the next next one that we're going to take a look at is 
First Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 to 18. First Thessalonians what? Chapter 4, verse 13 to 18. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we will tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not perceive those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Can everybody hear me? Yes. 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 Okay. Pastor. Here's a word. Here's a word because I know that as I've dealt with some of the members of our congregation, some who have had relatives that have died, some who have been tested positive for the coronavirus, and one thing that I recognize is that those who have been tested positive are fearful people, and they have a reason to be. But I'm also going to say to you that those who have died in the faith. What Paul was talking about was there's nothing to fear, and he didn't want us to be ignorant about those who have passed away. And he says this to us. He says in verse 1, Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus Christ to do this more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus it is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own bodies and in a way that is a holy and honorable and not, a pa not in passion, lust like the pagans who do not love God or do not know God. But he goes on and he says this in verse 9. Now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to, to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And I guess that's my word for us as, as members of St. Philip and those who are, who are connected with us in a, in, a, in a powerful way through the Spirit. That God wants us to love one another, to be respectful for one another, to encourage one another. And in that love, we're supposed to encourage one another not to seek to try to tear somebody down or try to run an agenda that we have that is of our own, but to love. And that, that love is that agenda that God gives us. He goes on in verse 10 and he says, In fact, you do not love all of God's family throughout the Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more 
and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders, so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Yes. That's turning to him. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to turn to him, put our faith in him, and uh, to trust him for our deliverance in times such as these. We don't have the answers, and we're not going to get them. But the one thing about it is that if we put our trust in God, he will deliver us. There's also, uh, in verse 13, I think, no, it's in this verse that he says, the Lord himself will come down. And that's kind of scary to me. And the reason that it's scary to me is because you know what? When God comes down, he's going to move things the way that he wants them to do. And I'm afraid that we are such people that are bent on our own direction and our own terms that when he comes down, we won't be ready. And so the call that I feel to serve you is to keep you ever mindful of that. The Lord himself will come down and he will he will be in our midst and he will walk with us and he will direct us according to his will in our lives. So be mindful of that today, people, and, and know that we have a God who loves us immensely. And he doesn't want us to hurt or, or to be harmed in any way. But I also know that there's that portion in scripture that says he reigns upon the just and the unjust alike. Mm-hmm. And so that means that, you know, sometimes a little rain is going to fall on us. It's going to be that hour of trial that's going to come and it's going to test us. But here's one thing. When you know that you know that you know that God is above all, that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for you and for me, that he is going to deliver us home to himself, we don't have a thing to worry about. We know, we know in this world, and as we make our journey, uh, here's a question. When you were born, did you know when you were going to die? No, no, no no way. No. (laughs) It would probably probably send you shaking in every way, wouldn't it? (laughs) But he wants us to go ahead and live life to the full until he does return for us. And and I'm I'm ever reminded of that portion of scripture that says, you know what? Some of us will live three score and ten and if we've got strength we'll live beyond that. Amen. And we just celebrated a ninety second birthday in the congregation. There are a lot of people who are closing in on even even longer than that. And so let us not throw our weight around trying to gain favoritism. But let us be humble people who walk according to what God desires for each and every one of us. Let's move on to um, Psalm 119, verse 42. Psalm 119, verse 42. Then I can answer anyone who taunts me for I trust in your word. 
there it is again for us. God's word is the ultimate for us. And we can't depend on anyone else's words unless they're directing us to his word. And we better know that for ourselves. And how do we get to know that for ourselves? Become acquainted with God's word. That's why we have the Bible. And, you know, the Bible is so now that we have it on tape and we have it in so many different languages so that we can come to understand his word and to trust in his word and not be fooled by those who might even want to fool us. So let's go to uh, 119 verse 151. Psalm 119, verse 151. Yet you are near, Lord, and all your commands are true. Right there. Right there with us. And I just, you know, it, it's, it's a joy to think in terms that when I go to bed at night, my God is watching over me. I, I went to, I went to uh, Kokomo, Indiana, to Grissom Air Force Base when I was a kid, and I carried newspapers. And we got there early in the morning, like 6 o'clock in the morning, because we left earlier. And as we were driving in on the base, we saw these jets taking off. And no one had really thought about it until they took us on the tour of the Air Force Base. And that evening when we left, planes were ending, but as we were getting on the plane, our military, our airmen that escorted us through the base that day, we asked them this question. Those planes that are coming back, are those the ones that left early this morning? And what we were told was, yes, they were the ones that took care of you. And so we said, well, where have they been all this time? They said, all over the world. We said, what? All over the world? So yeah, that's our eye in the sky. And know this, that America has a strong air force, and they're everywhere, and they can guard and keep you, and they're watching over you even in the night. And then all of a sudden, there was a, a bunch of them that took off that night to cover the air. And I just thought about that on my ride back home, and I go, thank you for watching over us and protecting us. But also the fact that we don't see half the stuff that wants to devour us. Amen. And if we did, if we did, we would die in our shoes. Really? So this part of virus, we don't know when it will end or when it will begin or, or any of that. We don't know the any of the other stuff. Some of the people are going to check out and it won't be coronavirus. Yeah. So what we're doing is we're putting our trust in God that he knows what he's doing, even to watch over and strengthen and protect us from the virus that is obviously running rampant right now. Amen. So I, I just want to keep you ever mindful of that. If I never get to say another word to you, just know that God is near you. And he's taking care of that promise. Remember the promise that Jesus spoke in John chapter 14. He says, you know what, I'm going away to prepare a place, mm -hmm. but when I go away, I'm coming back to take you to myself, to be where I am. And that's the joy that we have. I don't care what comes at us. That That's a promise that we can hold on to dearly, even into eternity. So I want us to trust in that. Now go to Matthew chapter 28. The Gospel according to St. Matthew, the, the 28th verse. I mean, the 28th chapter. And I think I want us to really begin... 
28. Begin with verse 16 and go to the end of that chapter. Matthew 28, verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I just, want to, I just want to point out a couple of things in this section, because in verse 17, well, let me read 16, because he says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee in the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. But when they saw, now he's talking about the seven, eleven, but when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. You know, it's easy to put on a front in a, in a, in a crowd, isn't it? Oh, Amen. Yeah. We can fake it. We can fake hallelujahs in our praising and all of that. But you know what? God is the one who has us under the microscope. Amen. He's the one that searches us and he knows us. And when these words, when I read these words, when they saw him, they worshipped him. Okay, thank you, Jesus, for all that you do. But then some doubt it. And you know what? We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna start our, our uh, 21 days of breakthrough in prayer. I think beginning of the first of June, and we're gonna do it over the phone. But I remember this. You know, when you get people together and you want them to come to a point of prayer and giving honor and glory to God, we also have to be aware that through the door will come one who will doubt. Amen. If you go back and you remember the twelve, Jesus chose each one of them, but one of them betrayed him. Remember Judas? And we, and we know the end result for Judas, because Judas was right there with them. He was even there to take the head of his feet washed. You have one minute. But he turned and walked away. And I'm going to tell you this because I, you know, I, I, I'm wrestling right now because I'm kind of concerned, concerned about the things that are going on, and I do take those things to heart. I take them to heart what goes on in our world, and I take them to heart what goes in our church, and I take them to heart what goes on in our families. But I do take them to heart. And sometimes I wish I could really shake it, but I can't because I know that God has laid that upon me as a burden by which I must carry it and then try to get people to think otherwise. But I'm going to tell you this, church, don't doubt. Don't doubt anything about God. And all I will remind you of is, and I know that all of us are, you know, there, there's a ton of us that are older now. Really? And I want you to look back over your life, and I want you to think back over your life, and I want you to think about those times when you were really concerned and thought that the end was coming. 
but also remember that it didn't come because you're still here today. Yeah. Something or somebody delivered you. Yeah. And the one that delivered you is God, God Almighty because he had a plan for you. Yeah. Now I'm going to take you somewhere else because don't doubt. But that's the strengthening of your faith. You're going to walk through some trials sometimes, and you're going to walk through the valley sometimes, and you're going to have times where you're going to weep, and you're going to be sorrow, and you're going to sorrowing, and you're going to be, you know, concerned about all the things that are going around you. But also remember this: look up, look up. Your Jesus is right there near you. Yeah. Look up. And all he's saying is, don't be like that. The, the, you know, some of those disciples who doubted. But just trust me. Know that I know what I'm doing. I came with a plan in my hand, and that plan included me going to the cross to save you so that you could see. So open your eyes and know that I'm right here near you. But in that, also in that section, it says, and this is what Jesus said to them Don't worry about it. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Given to me given to me, and I want you to share this with somebody else. And he says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Amen. So he knew that they got some of the stuff that he did, and he didn't want them to lose that. Because he equipped them to do that sharing with those who are around them. And so I'm just going to tell you this. And then he goes on and he ends it this way. And he says, surely I am with you always, right there near us, to the very end of the age. What age? When our work is done down here, our Lord takes us to be with him to that place that he's already prepared for us in advance. Yes. So I want you to be strengthened today, knowing his grace and his mercy, and that it will hold you on in, into eternity. And there, when we all get to heaven, there's a song that says, when, I, when we all get to heaven, we're going to sing and shout. We're going to have a great time. Well, I'm, I'm already working on our time when we can come back together in the church. Amen. And I already said that this is going to be a great time of worship and praise and, and giving God the glory. And I'm already asking God, God, if there's going to be somebody that walks in there that doesn't have a praise on their heart, I don't want you to let them come. <laughs> I want us to be in unison so that the, the top of that building on each grand boulevard will just be blown away. I ain't right. hardly wait for it. <laughs> just just hold that in your hearts today. Don't doubt. And trust. That's what this is about. Trust him because he knows where he's leading us and he knows where he's going. And actually he doesn't need our input, but he he'll listen to it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's more gracious than your president, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know the president doesn't believe that, but. <laughs> let, us, let, us, let us go into our time of prayer. And then, and then, then everybody going to jump off the phone. I got a word for you after we get done, okay? Okay. Okay. Lord, I thank you. Yeah. I thank you, Lord, for the love that you just seems to just 
overflow on us. Yeah, yeah. And I know, Father, that sometimes we're not worthy people, but mm-hmm. you've made us worthy through the blood of, of the Lamb who died on the cross for our sins. Mm-hmm. So, Father, we pray that you will just have mercy upon us as we make this journey, knowing already that we're going to falter and we're going we're gonna to fail at times, but that's why Jesus died on that cross. And he ever remind, reminds you that he died for our sins and died for our doubt and died for our unbelief in order that we might believe and that you might have mercy upon us. Father, in every one of our cities in this nation right now, there are people who are dying. Yes, Lord. And they need your mercy. Their families need your love, Lord. And, and I just pray that not one will leave this earth until they've been witnessed to by the love that your son rained down upon them. Yes, Lord. In our families, Lord, with those who are doubtful, I pray that you will just restore them and renew them and remind them that that's why Jesus came. Yeah. Yes. Be with those who are despairing and hurting and, and, and just longing for deliverance. But you said not yet, Lord, and so we're going to trust that not yet means that we have a ways to go and I'm just turning over everything to you and trusting in your love. Mm-hmm. Father, we pray for the drastic changes that have already taken place, and we pray for the drastic changes that are predicted yet to come. But I also hear something else in there, Lord, that you're calling out to your people who are called by your name to humble themselves and pray. Mm-hmm. Father, three people can bring a pastor to a congregation. One fool can stop a speeding train, and just a few people can have call on your name that you might have mercy and, and come and heal this land. Yeah. But Father, make us all willing hearts that we will turn everything over to you and trust you. Yeah. We pray, Father, that in the good times you are glorified, and in the bad that we continue to glorify you. Yeah. We pray for our times of pain and sorrow, and we pray in times that we have that of love to our neighbors and in our stewardship and in our giving to our congregations and to people who are just in need. And Lord, you're showing us daily the need that people have in this country. The food is going to run short one of these days, and it already is beginning to run short. So Father, hear our prayer. Have mercy upon us and strengthen us. Help us, first of all, to fill our spirits with your, your, your presence and, and your love. And fill our lives with your word, Lord, and then trust that you will deliver us in every way. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to lift our nation up. In spite of all of those that try to drag us down, Lord, you continue to lift us up. We pray for the students who are supposed to graduate this year. They won't have a formal graduation in that sense, Lord, but you're still going to graduate them. Yeah. And they're still going to be able to move forward. So let them not lose hope and trust and, and just give up, but keep them pressing forward. We pray for the, the first responders. We pray for the doctors and nurses on the battleground. Father, we, we left up before you, Zoe, today. Yeah. That you would strengthen my granddaughter, that you would strengthen all who have children and, and relatives who are in the medical profession, Lord, that they are strengthened by your grace and that your Holy Spirit around them, that through witness to those who around them know that, it, that Jesus came by 
and that Holy Spirit touch their lives. I pray for all who just need your, your strengthening today and, and your love. And I pray that you will be with us in this time, that you will continue to renew us and deliver us to your grace. Be with our congregation, Lord, as we continue to find out that those who are who have the COVID virus, that you will just deliver them and that you will strengthen them. And Father, for those that are that are leaving this world, Lord, we just pray that they not leave this world until they've known you. Father, be with our congregation and continue to strengthen us that we can carry this word before you in, in every way. And Lord, we do look to that time when we can walk back into that building and give you hallelujahs and forces of joy and praise and thanksgiving. Lord, we're going to worship in a stupid worship. And I want them to hear us downtown in the city hall. That those folks over there are just giving you honor and praise and glory. So, Father, thank you today. Thank you for being the God that you are. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for walking with us. Thank you for just delivering us in every way. And to that end, Lord, we lift up all these prayers, and we pray silently before your throne of grace, Lord, lifting up our own petitions that you might hear them and that you might deliver us from our own just special needs as we see them today. Lord, it's your hands we commend the Spirit, and we commend our spirits that you might strengthen us and direct us in your purpose. In your precious name, in the precious name of your Son, Jesus our Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Love you, Pastor. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you, turn towards you, let his radiance fall upon you, and bring you to peace that passes all human understanding in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Now, here's a word. Because I know that if there's this prayer that you want me to lift up while we're getting together on these Wednesdays, I'm just going to ask you to send the note over to Gwen at the church's email address, and she'll make sure that I get it, and then I'll add that to my list of prayers. Now, don't bombard me, because I'll be up here praying all day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to teach you how to pray. But, you know, just, just so that we can we can share that with those. And sometimes we just like, just pray for me, and, and we'll do that. And I'm going to ask your prayers for my strength and, and, and my well-being. And yeah, yeah, continue yeah. to go forward, because I miss y'all. I really miss uh, y'all. So yeah, yeah. yeah. you right. So I hear enough from you, from, from you all, so I shouldn't miss you, but I do. Okay, I miss you. Uh, 
and I miss just the interaction that we have. So be strengthened in His grace and go in His mercy today. And she says, miss you too. Don't let us go past her.